If I have one piece of advice, it's be lucky. There will always be some who will find the fault. You didn't dot the I properly. You didn't cross the T properly. But they are far, far outweighed by those who say, Wow, that's a beautiful job. Well, if you're not open, you miss so much in life. I'm Erin Davis, and welcome to this very special season-ending edition of Elder Wisdom, Stories from the Green Bench. We're at the edge of a brand new second season of this podcast, one that's taken us down so many roads together already, as we've stopped to sit on all kinds of virtual benches, talking with people from and about Schlegel Village's long-term care and retirement homes. And it has been a journey taking all the turns and pauses that every trip of importance in our lives tends to take, with time for laughter, gratitude, enlightenment, and most often, for reflection. And that's what we're going to do here for this time we share together today, reflecting gratitude. In more than 30 episodes, we have hit milestones, grown bigger, gone deeper than any one of us could have imagined back when founder Ron Schlegel gave his blessing to this idea of amplifying the voices and tapping the wisdom of those most cherished among us, our seniors. As someone who stepped away from radio broadcasting five years ago to begin a life of rewirement and new challenges, I was honored to be invited to join the Elder Wisdom team, the Green Bench Bunch. So it made total sense that after inviting me to take part, just the perfect co-host had to be found, right? And I'll tell you that in a long career in radio and some TV, chemistry, that just right partnership, is a gift, and a rare one at that. So who could have imagined that it would have come to us in the form of an 85-year-old, now 86-year-old newcomer to broad and podcasting named Lloyd Hetherington, Lloyd and his wife Margaret lived many places in the world in their work and education and through the Salvation Army, but most recently near the village of Riverside Glen in Guelph. When his beloved partner of over 60 years passed away, Lloyd made the short move into Riverside Glen, and it was here that he found his feet again, quite literally, and discovered new ways to share the wonder of who he is. Once Lloyd settled in and began to heal, he embarked on what he calls a transformation into a life of fulfillment and opportunity. He chaired the residence council, worked in the residence store, and took part in any way he could. Lloyd dove in and was soon assistant chaplain several times a month. As he often did and does, Lloyd was making a difference and improvements in people's lives simply by being a part of them. And that's just what he's done in our first year of our Elder Wisdom podcasts. And so we asked Lloyd, what is hosting here on the green bench meant to him? The position of co-host has the experience of a lifetime for me. I've grown in many, many ways in friendship patterns, in knowledge, and it's just given me a whole new lease on life. What an absolute and unexpected joy it's been to witness Lloyd just grabbing onto this and making it his own, learning and sharing and teaching all the way. 
a practice seen often, no doubt, by his children throughout their lives. One of his daughters, Denise Hutchinson, was kind enough to share with us here on the Green Bench just what elder wisdom has meant for her and her family. What a gift this podcast has been. I've learned so much from the rich stories shared. I could list a whole lot of them, but I have to say my favorite part of the podcast is being able to put my headset on and go for a walk with my dad. Just hearing his voice makes my day. What a gift. This podcast has also been a real gift to my dad. As age and COVID hit, this social active gentleman really needed something to give him purpose. He found that on the green bench. I will hold two memories as this episode airs. It's of my dad smiling with his headphones on while zooming across the miles with Aaron and their guests, and of my son telling his teacher, my papa does a podcast with, um, some important lady. I can't remember her name. Sorry, Aaron. Reality is, in this case, it's papa for the win. Love you, dad. <laughs> I get that. No worries. Oh, and Denise, tell your son it's um, Oprah Winfrey. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your dad with us, Denise, and we never ever minded, nor did he when the phone rang during one of our recordings and it was you. (laughs) Because above all of his roles, the titles of father and grandfather are the ones he holds dearest. We have no doubt about that. As I mentioned, Lloyd has three children, and when we'd talk of them, he always had a glow that emanated through the microphone of love and pride But like a parent being asked which child is their favorite, which we would never do, nor would he answer, I'm sure, Lloyd and I both found it challenging to choose the guests or segments that stood out for us among the past season's offerings. For me, there was one, a pair, actually, that rose above all, and I'll tell you why. Long after the equipment is taken down in each individual suite or conference room, After the masks are removed, the diligently prepared questions asked and answered, the editing process begins on this podcast. And here's where my choice comes in. This particular interview, episode 18, was a little bit technically challenging in that there were two guests and just one microphone and maybe one set of headphones that day. Now, that can be daunting when you're doing remote chats. Luckily, those guests were Dennis and Patricia Bailey of Village of Taunton Mills. There are many secrets to a long and happy marriage, but most anyone will tell you that laughter has to be near the top. And the jokes and giggles they shared were so contagious that later on, as my husband Rob sat on the other side of our living room, headphones on, I would look over at him listening and editing, and he would be smiling from ear to ear, sometimes laughing out loud. I'd say, what, what? And he'd play me another part of an amazing chat. Rob's joy and their joy, too, were contagious, as you're about to hear. Like what Lloyd and I shared, perhaps it was their chemistry that made their pairing so special. After all, Dennis was a scientist specializing in organic chemistry, while Patricia is a former teacher with her master's in early childhood education. While Dennis was busy teaching himself to draw and write with his left hand, something which drew the attention of a Penn State researcher who included him in her work, on how quickly he switched from right-handed to left-handedness, there was Patricia writing short stories and poetry, which she had done as long as she could remember. So while she did the creative work, Patricia says she loves to write poems that have some rhyming, composing something with a theme we can all relate to, Dennis, quietly carving his soapstone sculptures, was her critic. 
and one with very few filters. Their collaborative process was hilarious just to listen to. It sounds like a scene from a sitcom. Here we go. Um, Dennis, we know that you kind of get the first pass on her work. Is that true? Like before it goes into the publication? Uh, tell us about that. She gives me a copy of her poem. And it probably runs to about 27 pages. <laughs> not, not exactly. No. She, she lets me read the first draft. And I read it and I say, what a wonderful start. It's absolutely great. But lines 7 to 13 are absolute garbage. They've got nothing left to throw them out. Put those into another poem. They're all right, but they've got nothing to do. So they, and then I say, but I like the ending. And uh, I like the title. It all looks good except that middle chunk. So either leave it out or replace it. And so she, wow. says, she says, no, I, that's my favorite bit. I usually say yes, dear. You don't say yes, dear. <laughs> yes, it's okay. Perhaps she says, perhaps she says yes, dear. But that's my favorite bit. I don't like the beginning. Oh, so I, she retires to the corner to write some more poem. And she comes back and says, I've got it, I've got it. And it's an absolute different poem. Nothing to do with the first one. It just emerges. It's like an imperfect chrysalis which comes out to be a wonderful butterfly. If you like, I'll read you a couple of them. We would love that. I love that, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Well, this one is called Life Cycle. I didn't intend to do it. I almost got washed out with the tide the day I fell into the washer and really thought that I'd died. I didn't hear anyone singing, at least no one's voice that I knew. It was ever so speedy and swooshy as if I'd got cold or the flu. I spun with the nighty and jammers, the towels all yellow and blue. To keep up my spirits, I whistled a gurgly ditty or two. It came to an end after spinning and I got all dried up. Oh, but then the rinse cycle started up screaming and spinning all over again. Quite dazzled and put out with the action, I started to feel really stressed, especially because I was wearing by now two shirts, fancy pants and a vest. It's nothing to laugh at, I tell you. No holiday choice for a girl. By the time I came out, I was white as a sheet and looked like a wrinkly old pearl. Ah! Lovely. That is oh, wonderful! What a and delight. Congratulations. That's the first time I've ever heard gurgly ditty in a poem or anywhere else. So take that. That's wonderful, Patricia. <laughs> Thank you very much. She's a delight. And clearly, Dennis deserves some of the credit, we think. Patricia's writing is multifaceted. And she also showed not just humor, but heart in a piece she wrote called Hope. It resonated so loudly in the year of the pandemic that her reading of it sent on to them by Schlegel's own Ted Hudson, was used to close off a CTV Nightly News segment with Lisa Laflamme. And here is that poem by Patricia Bailey. Hope, a beacon in the dark, a wisp of breath, a longing dream, a cry for help, courageous plea, the unknown begged, look speedily and see up close all that we need. The world is wounded. Stop the bleed. 
We look undaunted to the light, maintain our vision, do what's right. Gently, steadfastly, hold its rays, unfalteringly, calmly, mend our ways. Keep the light, our guide and stay, to lift our spirits every day. Hope floats in air, to slowly rise, anticipation of surprise, change will come, to bless our eyes. That is beautiful. Mm. That Just is precious. It is. We need hope in this day and age. We so desperately need it with all of the gloom and all of the negative reports. We've got to hope for a better tomorrow. Yes, no. indeed. Ah, and that hope of which Patricia wrote, and to which Lloyd refers, was something he found himself on a personal search for late this year. Let me explain. As I alluded earlier, Lloyd is the kind of person who, if you asked him for a favorite guest in all of the chats we've had, would have great difficulty in choosing but one. Still, there was a guest named Sherry Necker, who it turns out influenced him greatly during his own recent health challenges. Shortly after Sherry's podcast, I was diagnosed with a fairly severe medical problem. But before that diagnosis, I recognized Sherry's courage and tenacity, and I was determined to hang on to that. Unfortunately, one size does not fit all, and the diagnosis I have will probably prove fatal in the short term. But in the meantime, I will continue to live as she lives with optimism, hope, and determination. And it is all of our fervent hope that you do find your way to full recovery, Lloyd. Sherry Necker spoke with us in Episode 27 in October 2021. Little bit for you about Sherry. A few years ago, she suffered a massive stroke at the age of 51 that brought her to the village at University Gates. She fights night and day to reclaim her life. From being in an almost vegetative state when she arrived, she can now stand on her own without hanging on to anything and is working towards walking without aid as well. I admire your perseverance, just that determination that you're you were going to move again. Oh, yeah. That, that is remarkable. I'm still doing my exercise every single day. I, this morning, I did a 40-minute exercise routine. Wow. Wow. And I do anywhere between half an hour to 50 minutes every morning. Remarkable. Remarkable. I admire your determination to say, I'm going to be part of that, that I'm going to go through such a very difficult regime. So... Your motivation is just fantastic. My nephew is my inspiration in everything I'm doing. Because when he was 18 years old, he was in a very severe car accident that almost killed him. Mm -hmm. And he is now walking with a side that he can't feel. Wow. That is remarkable. And everything I'm doing, it's because of him. Mm. And you, you know what? In time, people are going to be saying, everything I'm doing is because of you because of your inspiration and your example. And who knew that Lloyd himself would become one of those people, simply from having met Sherry on our podcast. I'm not a person that gives up on anything. And Good. this is showing me that I am not giving up on myself either. That's just the spirit. Never, ever give up. 
you've got to believe in yourself first because others will not believe in you until you are convinced that you are that special individual, that unique creation. Never, ever give up that view of your importance and how, how you are valued by the world around about you, whether you realize it or not. And I'm hoping that I have something to say and will help others. Once again, I'll remind you that you can hear the entire interview with Sherry Necker in Episode 27 of Elder Wisdom. And for all of our chat with Dennis and Patricia Bailey, look for Episode 18. Patricia's poem, Hope, can be found in full at elderwisdom.ca on the Wisdom Bank page. That's elderwisdom.ca. And hey, while you're there, take a moment and take the Elder Wisdom Pledge, won't you? Without exception, every podcast guest who has also been a Schlegel Village's resident has, without any prompting, openly praised Schlegel team members. So it's been such a joy to hear how the podcast has even affected those who work with the residents at Schlegel Villages, and we'd love to share some of that feedback with you now. Laura Bruin-Martin is Innovation Specialist with Schlegel Villages. And you know what's great? What Laura took to heart and the conversations sparked when she takes a bit of her work through this podcast home with her. I really love listening to the Elder Wisdom podcast with my family. My kids and I listened to the episode with Ross Morton, which led to a conversation about one-room schoolhouses and the Army, Navy, and Air Force in Canada. And the episode with Louise Jolliffe led to a great discussion about women in the workplace. My kids had next to no idea that not very long ago, women would often stop working when they got married and almost certainly after having children. And on a recent drive with my dad to London, we listened to the episode with Patricia and Dennis Bailey. That led to so many laughs and a great discussion about relationships and the importance of a sense of humor, which my dad has in spades. Over at the village of Taunton Mills, where Dennis and Patricia Bailey joined us, Nicole Locke is recreation director, and she's played a huge role in helping us to record some of our residents there for our green bench. Thank you, Nicole. Some of the gems she has gathered that have impacted her personally include... From Hank Floyd, you don't have to be brilliant to be wise. Another one from Hank, always treat a person as you find them. Do not judge. From Bessie Stallworthy, there doesn't have to be a reason to sing. From Patricia and Dennis Bailey, don't listen to the critics. When someone says you can't, that's when you start doing it. Thank you for all of the wonderful podcasts. I am so looking forward to what you have in store for us in the future. Thank you, Nicole, for everything. It's so nice to hear that these guests could leave an indelible mark on your heart as they have ours. Next, we hear from Gabriella D'Souza, Neighborhood Coordinator at Wentworth Heights, who was eager to share how much being around these Elder Wisdom guests and all of the Schlegel Village's residents has taught her far more than could any classroom. I started with Schlegel Villages approximately two years ago, and one of the recent Elder Wisdom uh, podcasts that I listened to was Annie Whittles, one of our residents here at the village. One of the things she shared in her podcast was that the secret to a long life is to keep busy. And that's important for us younger generations that we need to slow down and to do the things that we love the most in life. 
by the way, to hear Annie Whittle, who is in her 96th year, tell her story in her own words, just go looking for episode 23 of Elder Wisdom. Jennifer Hartwick has a special episode. She's Director of Business Process Development, and she appreciated the insight she received from a bonus podcast we did in May of 2021. It shone a bright light on the way that the pandemic was being managed and how residents and staff were not just coping together, but coming together. And it really resonated loudly with her. What they said that struck a chord with me was really, for the first time, having an appreciation for how much the team members and the residents cared about each other and really being worried about whether or not they would remain safe or that they would be okay if they contracted COVID-19. During that time, everybody was working so hard. I think we all felt that, but it's really nice to hear just how much the team members and the residents truly care about one another. And that all of our efforts to try and ensure that our team members and residents were safe were actually felt by both of those parties. I think the episode really reaffirmed why it is what I do over these past 20 years working in senior living. And it's the opportunity to come to work together in a caring atmosphere that we felt we could keep each other safe. We felt part of a community. And I think Lloyd's comments about giving of ourselves for others, I think that's why we serve in this industry. And that quote most certainly resonated with me. Our team members and our residents have been incredibly resilient. And I think that's one thing I hope I carry forward as part of this experience of working through this pandemic is a greater sense of our ability to do things that we never thought possible. And that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And hopefully each and every day that light's just getting a little bit brighter. We love to hear from you and invite you always and in all ways to reach out and share your perspectives and feedback with us. Sometimes it's through Twitter or Instagram, and you'll find those ways to reach us at our website, which again is elderwisdom.ca. We especially appreciate reading which stories touched you, your ideas for future podcasts, and even your favorite moments. So here are some of the comments you had for us this year as shared by the team members who are going to read them now. Ted Hudson is our amazing online engagement manager. Here is a lovely online message shared by a listener by the name of Minnie Varigod, who wrote, We need more podcasts like Elder Wisdom, sharing each other's experiences, emotions, and feelings through platforms like this is exactly what we all need to heal and spread awareness. Our wonderful Karen, whose dad was the gardening guru we talked with in episode 14, Bruce McNeil, therapeutic horticulturalist, shares with us now one of her favorite messages. Michelle Boyd, a listener, wrote, I have definitely felt overwhelmed in a good way listening to these elders share their challenges and achievements. I can't wait to hear more. I 100% agree with her comment. I've learned a lot listening to the elders and their experiences speak volumes. Melinda is producer, writer, and production manager for Elder Wisdom, and she gratefully shared the message that resonated loudest with her. This online comment echoes my thoughts beautifully. It was posted by Inspired Daughter and reads, Truly inspirational. 
These podcasts are special for so many reasons. It's so special for these people to be part of something so unique. Their words of wisdom, their stories, both good and sad, are so moving. Thank you to Lloyd, Aaron, and their guests. I am looking forward to the next podcast. We also heard from David Hudson, Programming Officer for Hamilton Arts Council. The episode that really caught my imagination was the interview with Kathy Kleinow. Kathy talked about how the arts bring people together, and also through how her interviewing, uh, she noticed the power of remembering, and how remembering can unlock passions from the past. Kathy's story had so much joy and hope, and I really, uh, I was really inspired by the fact that she had all of these new pursuits that she discovered later in life, learning to play the piano at 78, writing her first book at 85, and and returning to education. I think it's a wonderful story, and I I look forward to learning more about Kathy's work. Kathy Kleinow was featured in episode 19, and we invite you to go back to June, and you can learn more too. Oh, and here's another reason. Janini Go is Director of Lifestyle Options at the Village of Wentworth Heights, and she was also deeply affected by our chat with Kathy. Her inspiring story left an impact on my life as I think about how it's never too late or you're never too old to do something new or to learn something different. From super people to super seniors, meet Marie Rosa. She is 106 years old, and she lives in the village of Humber Heights in Etobicoke with her little sister, Virginia Del Brocco. And by little, I mean she's only 100. Seriously. So we asked our most vintage guests, if you could travel back in time, what advice or words of wisdom would you give to your 20-year-old self? Marie Rosa doesn't think she'd do anything differently, and these are the words she still tries to live by. Be good to people if you want them to be good to you. Uh, So be be nice to everybody. If you want people to like you, you've got to be nice to them. And Virginia agrees. Same as my sister. That's how you get along well, even at 100 and 106. You be good, be nice to people, and agree with your older sibling. Sounds easy, right? Over at the village of Taunton Mills in Whitby, 104-year-old Bessie Stallworthy has a song in her heart, and always has. Sing more. I don't know how to put it because singing to me comes utterly naturally. I do sing a lot because I like to sing a lot. I don't have any reasons. I just like to sing. And you don't need a reason for just liking to sing. I think I was born with wanting to sing. You really need to sort of go off the beaten track a little. I love to sing. I love to sing. Oh, dear God, I love to sing. I love to sing. I love to sing. Oh, dear God, I love to sing. Oh, dear God, I love to sing. That's Bessie, and in case you hadn't noticed, I think she loves to sing. (laughs) Keep it up, Bessie.
As we look back with joy and gratitude on these past 30-plus episodes in the first season of Elder Wisdom, Stories from the Green Bench, we couldn't help but wonder just what my co-host Lloyd Hetherington had in his heart and his hopes for the brand new podcast as it took wing. So here's what Lloyd said then in October of 2020. I feel just so strongly that we have something to share it's our obligation to share our experience with others, and I hope that these podcasts will do just that as we tap the resources that are at hand to share exciting insights and concepts that can help to make this world just a bit better. All I can say, Lloyd, is we hope we lived up to your vision and that we will always strive to reach the levels of humility, integrity, honesty, and wisdom with which you spoiled and taught us all. Now, none of this would have been possible without you, Lloyd, and we have so many people to thank, starting with you, my dear friend. We also wish to express our deepest gratitude to everyone who took the time and often considerable effort to join us to record these podcasts, to tell their stories and crack a chapter in the book of their lives that we might follow along as they shared those pages with us. To the village team members, far and wide and too numerous to name, for every one of you who helped us bring these guests to our listeners, we are so grateful. As always, you went above and beyond, and your dedication to your team, your care family, and to us are greatly appreciated. To Rob Whitehead, with whom I hope to still be laughing in 20 years like Dennis and Patricia, who lovingly puts these interviews, little snippets, and pieces of music together and makes us all sound better. Thank you, Robbie. To Ted Hudson, Online Engagement Manager, we could be doing the best podcast in the world, and if you weren't putting out the word, nobody would know. So thank you for believing that we do and making sure we're not just talking to each other here. Although that would be fun. It wouldn't be a podcast. It'd be a phone call. To the incredible team that gives us roots and gives us wings at Memory Tree Productions, Peter Shannon, who put the team together and then let us find our way. Melinda Wilson, who turns ideas into inspiration every single episode. To Karen Coker, who does more than any of us probably even imagine as Director of Project Management. And I can say that we... All of us, all those names you've heard and many that you haven't, are so grateful to you for finding this podcast, connecting with people who just want to connect with you twice a month and a few times more for the past 30-plus episodes. We are humbled, we are honored, and we are looking forward to the future. But first, one more glance back to a man who personifies gratitude and grace, Lloyd Hetherington. On what this adventure has meant to a man who started it at 85 and now at 86 says, I have been thrilled with the response to the podcast. Never did I dream that it reached the numbers it has, but it touched people literally across North America and around the world. The listeners are so supportive. I was talking to a resident in the hallway and his son standing by him stepped forward and said, I know you. I listen to your podcast. And I get that response on many occasions. Lloyd had the opportunity to talk with many residents through the store, in the halls, and in times of worship. Before this podcast, of course, people were already benefiting from his heart and wisdom, 
Reverend Beverly Broughton is chaplain at the village of Arbor Trails, and they go back a long way. I've known Lloyd and his family for over 25 years, and in that time, our lives have intersected in a variety of ways. Most notably, we worked together as co-workers at the Salvation Army, and in the work we did in the community, many times there were difficult situations, decisions that had to be made, and Lloyd and I would talk through things, and I could always count on him for a word of wisdom, to be very compassionate, and really how to treat people with the utmost dignity and respect, and to give that support. Secondly, when I was looking at changing my career to go into the chaplaincy training program, I did speak to Lloyd about it, and he was so encouraging and really felt that making that change was going to be a good move for me in my life. And in fact, when I went to Arbor Trails to do my placement, Lloyd was a mentor to me as I was learning my way. So Lloyd has been a voice of wisdom in my own life many times. I know he has been for others as well. And uh, I just want to thank him for all that he has done and wish him well as he moves on into new things in his life. From now on, Lloyd will be with us as a listener and in spirit right here on the bench, urging us on with his usual humor and encouragement. Don't think I said I'd take a step back. I'm going to shove my way between the host and co-host. Although you may not be seeing me, I'll be there because I believe so strongly in the wonderful gift that Aaron has provided for me. And I want to be part of that team action. I just care for her so deeply. She loves people. She radiates with people and has taught me so much even now. And so, because to everything there is a season, as Lloyd would tell you. We will, together as a team, turn the page and begin a new chapter. Our next season of Elder Wisdom Stories from the Green Bench begins in February of 2022. And again, we're going to invite you to please go to elderwisdom.ca, find our podcasts from the past year. I'm Erin Davis, and thank you again for joining us for this and all of our Elder Wisdom podcasts in Season 1. And as I always say at the end of each podcast, but this one is especially for you, Lloyd Hetherington. Your seat on the green bench is ready and waiting. And last word, this time, to Lloyd. Thank you so much. Take the time, relax, unwind your soul, and you will find that in every podcast, there's a grain of truth just waiting for you. Enjoy it, grow with it, Elder Wisdom, Stories from the Green Bench, is brought to you by Schlegel Villages, a complete continuum of care, offering independent living to long-term care, celebrating and honoring the wisdom of the elder. To learn more about us, please go to our website, schlegelvillages.com.